the left center field. Back toward the track. And that ball is gone. You are listening to the North Shore 9 podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Also, make sure to watch NS9 Live every Thursday on Twitch and help support by becoming a patron. Let's go, Bucks! Yo, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Starbucks with Jim and Donardo. I, of course, am Anthony Donardo. With me, as always, every Wednesday morning, Jim Rosati. What up? Good morning, Donardo. Um, I didn't know if we were going to do this today. Hey, don't tell them. Don't tell them. <laughs> you don't need to let them know that I've been awake for 15 minutes right now. <laughs> no, that's great. Um, yeah, no, it was <laughs> text texted you what ten minutes ago. Like, yeah. hey, I'm ready to go. <laughs> what was our What was my response, word for word? Uh, I think you said. Let's see here. Let me get that pulled up. I think it's quite telling where I was when he texted me. All right, should be ready in five, and then you said, "Oh shit." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's I don't know. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna give myself built-in excuses, Jim, because that's what I do. I went that's to bed. Fine. I had a huge migraine last night, went to bed, and uh I don't remember alarms going off this morning. Well, I guess I remember one. But if you know me, I have like four alarms set up every morning to wake up. I remember the one. Don't remember the other three until uh, the sound of your text coming through. So yeah, it's it's fine. I I've, I've I've done it before. So that was what three weeks ago. I just forgot to wake up. <laughs> right. Hey, there you go. So hey, that's that's what you can expect from the number one Pittsburgh Pirates blog uh, podcast, uh, right? The number one number Pittsburgh one. Pirates podcast. I like that. I like that plug. You're right. We're the number one podcast according to. Website Wiley there. looks up my mail again. <laughs> <laughs> feed buzz, isn't it? Feed buzz, feed, feed buzz. Yeah, I think that was right. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, there's a shock. I don't know. I got an email. We got an email yesterday, Jim. Said a panel of 25 people. How about that? A panel of 25 selected us, the number one Pittsburgh Pirates podcast. All it took was, uh, was Ryan leaving. That's all it took. Hey, Ryan left. You came on. Clearly, it's, it's not really it. it's not Tyler. Actually, it might be all Tyler. You think it's let's Tyler? Just, yeah, let's just give all the credit to Tyler. Man, I don't know. That's that's a bad move. That is a bad move. I can't. Mm-mm, mm-mm. And it's not live tomorrow night. will not be good if we give all the credit to Tyler. This guy That's already right. thinks he can hit off of Kyle Hendricks, and now he believes he's going to turn this into the number one podcast. We're not going to have plus, a screen big enough to fit his face on the show. Plus, he, uh, he he now claims to be the smartest Pirates fan because <laughs> you guys you guys let him win uh, Pirates Jeopardy. You're right. Off season, we can't do this. No, I hope he's not listening here either. He is not the reason this is number one. Which, by the way, also a nice plug. Let's go ahead and, and put that in here. Uh, a few things. Some house cleaning, if you may, as Ryan used to always put it. Uh, so we do have, today is, what, the ninth. So it's just a few days away, actually. The backpack raffle. I've been tweeting it out. Uh, just so you guys are listening and know, every year we go ahead and do a raffle. You know, the, the Pirates Charities backpacks are up for, I guess, donation for sale. <laughs> Uh, during the pirate games are $250 a bag. And like we said, not everyone has 250 bucks that they can spend to get a bag. So we've always thought, why don't we go ahead and we can do like a semi raffle type thing. So we have a GoFundMe out there, check the, the Twitter, the webpage, you know, anything, whatever we have it out there, but all it takes is $10 for a ticket gets you entered for every $10. You, you donate, you get a ticket for once we get, Every $250 increments. Right now, we have over $750, so we have three bags to give away. Um, you know, I, I, again, how many, how much we donate depends on how many we give away. 
And uh, last year, Jim, actually, we gave away nine. We collected 2,250 bags. So pretty cool. I was hoping to do better. I know it's a rough year this year to do so. And this is more last minute than normal. But uh, yeah, jump on that. We'll be giving away. It's this Saturday that they're doing it. Uh, and then also, like you mentioned, Jim, what else we have coming up? Well, the, NS, the, the NS9 Jeopardy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess I guess it's crazy to think about it, but, like, it's September 9th. There's, like, there's only three more weeks left in this season. That's and it. the season's almost over. I know. That's I, I have so many issues with – because every, everything's still small sample size. You know, in, in the world yeah. of baseball, this is, like – sacrilegious to be talking about these people's stats and records right now but like you mentioned there's just three weeks left so you have to but um yeah so as mentioned ns9 jeopardy will be making its return this off season every four weeks we'll have it and actually it starts on october now i don't have the date but October 8th will be the first one. So if you want to be a contestant, we're going to find out and figure out how we're going to do this. But you got a little bit over a month, a month and a day till it starts. But yeah, be on the lookout. And it's nine Jeopardy returning. All right, I'm done with the house. Should be, uh, should be exciting. Yeah. Oh, it will be, Jim. It will be. Okay. We're not the number one Pittsburgh podcast for no reason. Huh. <laughs> All you right. know what though? No one else has the, uh, the the production ability on the Jeopardy. You. It's just it's it's a great game. Of course. And un- unfortunately, Tyler was the crowning champion last year. He was the smartest pirate fan. He went through his regular Jeopardy game and then the battle of champions, and and he ended up winning. So I again, Jim. We he had to have cheated. Can't let him he had know. to have been cheating somehow. You think? Yeah, he had to have been cheating. I don't believe it. I think he had like his Google Home behind him, you know? Yeah. And he just like it was just muted the mic. Feeding it to him. Right. He just let me, you know, let Ryan ask the the answer and it came back with a question. Yep. I think that's what it was. All right. So let's get to a team that clearly does not cheat. And if they do, they're bad at it. The Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> um, hey. Yeah, not cheating, that's for sure. They're definitely not cheating. But they're kind of winning. Kind yeah. of. I mean, if you think about it, they've won seven of the last 15. That's kind of crazy. Way, thing. Are you looking at, like, do you have a way to like put a, a start date in there? Let's see what the... What the what the record has been since this particular date. The record? Um, yeah. Like, what's their record since August 9th? Since August 9th. Well, tell you what, I'll look at the schedule. Okay. So, since August 9th, um, I assume I know where you're going with this. That's the... So, that was an L to Detroit. So one and one, one and two, one and three, one and four, one and five, two and five, three and five, four and five, four and six, four and seven, four and eight, four and nine, five and nine, five and eleven, five and twelve, five and thirteen, six and thirteen, six and fourteen, seven and fifteen, and eight and sixteen, Jim. Or, yep, yep, eight and fifty. That so. Okay, what do you think? Still not good. No, <laughs> no. But that's they were. But they were playing worse than that. Yeah, I mean that's so that basically gives them a one out of three, right? Basically, um, since then, which is a lot better than what they were doing up to that point. But I picked August August ninth for a reason, Leonardo. Because that is when Miguel Del Pozo was sent down. 
That's a big so, thing. And so since that day, you know, I was, I was tweeting about it on Sunday a little bit. The Pirates bullpen, Donardo, has been the sixth best in baseball since Miguel Del Pozo has left the team. 3.78 earned run average, even after yesterday, Neveroskis just being terrible. Um, 3.78 earned run average, sixth best in the league over that, that period of time. That's which is just insane to think about because of how bad. Like, just think about what this bullpen was like at the at the beginning part of this year. <laughs> they were just giving up. I mean, you couldn't go in any without them giving up two runs. Right. And, right. I mean, it was bad. And, and yeah, and so ever since actually August eighth. So ever since August eighth, three point seven eight earned run average over one hundred and nine and two thirds innings, averaging over ten strike ten strikeouts per nine. Um, they've been good. They've been they've been one of the best bullpens in in the majors. Kind of crazy to think about. It really is, and I know it's it's one of the, I mean it is a shortened season, right? As we talked about, and in this small sample, we had a very very rough start to this year, especially pitching wise in the bullpen, like you mentioned. So it's kind of like just embedded in our head that this bullpen is bad, but. I feel like even before the Miguel DFA, you were the one that mentioned that, I mean, there's some bad pieces, but there are some serviceable pieces here. And it seems as if like a lot of teams who usually are afforded a longer season, right? They've, they've started to figure out this bullpen, finding out who really should belongs in it and who shouldn't. I mean, there's still a Nevoroskis in it, so they haven't totally figured it out, but mm-hmm. You're kind of right. I mean, this has solidly turned into a – I'm not going to say good because there might be a little bit of playing out their ass right now. It's a small sample too, but they've right. definitely yeah. been – like they've patched things up. They haven't been – I mean, Sam Howard's come pretty clutch. Stratton's looked good all year. He had that really bad outing that like hurt his numbers, I want to say. But he's looked pretty solid. You know, like there have been I – mean, even Rich Rod has looked – solid so i'm with you and even when you look at the total stats right the total season right now without that small sample of the small sample (laughs) when you look at it like the pirates bullpen rank 17 in baseball and that's middle of the pack ish you know and that's even with all those bad starts so it tells you you're you're right i mean they start out really really bad but they really have patched things together yeah, and you mentioned, I mean, Richard Rodriguez, for example. Rich Rod, Rich Rod with over 12 strikeouts per nine innings right now. He's really ever since moving into that, he's kind of taken over that closers role um, because of Ella and Birdie being out. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's looked really good. And, yeah, so I, I think there's some bright spots. I The one guy I, I have been really impressed with, and I, and I think it's I think it's legit, and and I'm, I can't believe I'm saying this because I was so I was very harsh on this guy. Yes, so very I was very harsh on him all of last season and really the beginning of this year. Um, but Jeff Hartley, Jeff Hartley has been a really good pitcher this year. And he's and really coming in from a lot of different situations, he's been able to kind of be that guy where if there is a jam, like I can't really, I can't remember how many times you know he's had to come in with runners on first and second. Or there was, I think there was a game he came in with the bases loaded, and nobody out. He's inheriting all these runners and he's stranding them all. Um, he, when he he's coming in, he's pitching sometimes multiple innings. Mm-hmm. He's been a really valuable guy for that bullpen. And, and I was, and I thought really, it was probably about a week ago. I was like, okay, I'm noticing him, but some of the underlying statistics, I don't know if this is real or not, but really in the last week, those, those underlying statistics, the peripherals, I've kind of caught up to the, the real life numbers and Denardo, he's a, he's a good pitcher. Like <laughs> I'm, 
like I'm, I'm serious. Like I'm looking at his, his page. I'm looking at his stat cast and he is a legitimate, good major league reliever. Yeah. And, and, and it's nice to see because I mean, it's, it's pretty clear that, you know, he, he's a good guy. You know, you, you kind of, you, you follow him on Twitter. He seems fun. Like, I mean, it, but uh, last year was just a, such a disaster for him. And who knows, maybe, maybe last year had a lot to do with, you know, being injured. Um, I know that that came out, but so far this year, he's been, he's been great. Sub two earned run average. Um, just his, his ground ball rate is through the roof. Um, yeah. So Jeff Hartley getting, getting the job done. That's been one of the brightest spots of this season. I think. I'm with you. I'll tell you what, Jeff Hartley was a guy I was intrigued about last year. Maybe to the degree of like Brubaker, you know, this year. It's it's not like, you know, oh, I can't wait for Brian Hayes to come up. You know, like that's that's a studly guy. That's you're he's probably gonna be good. That's why you're waiting for him. But Jeff Hartley was kind of like that Brubaker. Like, here's a guy no one's really talking about. And you're not looking for to be a star, but I think he could be a very good piece in that bullpen. And obviously last year didn't happen for Jeff Hartley, but I'm sure he soured on a lot of fans, a lot of people. Now, granted, <clears throat> I still look at this, it's still small sample, you know, and that's just what sucks right now about this is, entire yeah. season. But to the degree of just saying you are correct, like the numbers, like the ERA stuff's there, the stat cast is now kind of backing up, like it's kind of normalized a little bit. You know, he's gotten more innings pitched, more stuff behind him. And right, you, I mean, you look at his stat cast page, there's more red. I mean, we're not gang affiliated, but if you look at StatCast, you want to be more blood affiliated and not Crip. And that's what Jeff Hartley is right now. So that's a good thing. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But also on top of that, you know, I've always been a big proponent and you'll always hear me say this. Like when something f- like changes with a person, right? Last year he was bad. This year he's air quotes good. What also has fundamentally changed? If there's nothing that fundamentally changed, I have a hard time really buying into it. But that is also what's happened with Jeff Hartley. Last year, he threw the four-seamer. He threw it yep. 40% of the time, and it got wrecked. People hit 320 off of it, and he's completely scratched it. He has not thrown a four-seamer once this entire season. He is simply a sinker, slider, pitcher. Both pitchers are performing very well. The numbers show. And to me, again, the fundamental change tells me that this is probably more legit than just smoke and mirrors. So, like, I'm with you. I still want to see a little more from him. I don't think this is going to be, like, a career 190-year-a guy now all of a sudden. But I think that you're right. We have, you know, possibly found a nice, solid piece to that bullpen for, you know, the upcoming future. Yeah, and just to kind of piggyback with what you said, last year he was – Four-seam change-up, sinker, slider. This year, he's 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 thrown three change-ups, mm-hmm. but the rest have been all sinkers and sliders. And the movement on those pitches has been been excellent. He's in the top five percent in all of baseball in vertical movement on his sinker. He's in the top five percent in all of baseball in horizontal movement on his slider. So he's got two pitches that, based off of you know how much they move. They're, they they seem to be pretty pretty elite pitches um, in, in the majors, so that is great to see. Like you mentioned, the four seam fastball got rocked last year, and he has not thrown one all year long. Isn't it um, amazing? Just stop throwing the pitch that you get wrecked on, and things can happen. <laughs> yeah. Now he also got pretty wrecked last year on the sinker, if I remember correctly. Um, his sinker also got crushed and really so did his slider oh you know what they were they were both (laughs) he was just all around bad last year yeah Um, also you are (laughs) correct he threw his sinker 30 percent of the time and people hit 450 off his sinker so okay yeah so (laughs) that's not good not good um but this year it's just he's, he's been able to to just stick to those two pitches They've been great. Um, he's getting really soft contact. When it is hard, it's going straight into the ground. The ground ball rate, again, through the roof. Mm-hmm. Things in the high 50s 
it's a high 50%. So it's around 60% ground ball rate. Um, so, so yeah, he's just, he's doing, he's getting the job done. Um, and, and he's kind of been that, honestly, I mean, he's kind of, he, he, he reminds me a lot of like Jared Hughes, but probably with even better stuff. Um, you know, I, I don't remember Jared Hughes being able to pump it, you know, 90, 95, you know, 90, 96, sometimes like Hartley can. And you look at Hartley's pitches and like we mentioned the movement on him. Yeah. You can just tell just by watching him pitch that sinker. It, it dances around the, the slider. It, it's, he's got good pitches and, and so far so good. Uh, big step forward from where he was last year. Still needs to work on the walks. He's still walking too many people, but uh, you know, when you, when you're, when you're getting 60% ground balls, that kind of helps you out a little bit on the walks because you can you can kind of just eliminate them pretty quickly. Sure. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I like to see the walks cut down too, but if that's really the only way he's allowing people to get on base, it's not gonna kill you. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. all right. Yeah, I, I like I like that too. You know, I've been impressed with Jeff Hartley. Um, he has really stood out, like you mentioned. He's he's been the glue I feel like to this bullpen. Cause you're also right too. In this sense, he's always, it seems like coming into jams. He himself, you know, could give up two or three runs. I feel like almost every time he comes into the game because of the, you know, inherited runners. And then there goes that bullpen ERA that you're touting right now, you know, that's been performing so well. So yeah, I, I think like he really has been that glue to this bullpen right now. He's, he's getting over to the late innings guys. Uh, which again, like they have been very effective going back, you know, Rich Rod, Stratton, again, like even Sam Howard, like what a, what a pickup. Sam Howard has looked so good. Like I can't say mm-hmm. anything anything bad about Howard. I don't think we ever have. You know, it's not as his numbers are hardly like. I mean, it's still a 230 ERA, but he's looks solid every time he comes out there, also. Yeah. No, yeah, so. Yeah, I mean the bullpen is it's like like or, I, said, the, I the apologize not to cut you off. I, I apologize, not Sam. I meant Frank Howard. Frank Howard, <laughs> yeah. But actually, so in our online league, it's opening day tomorrow. So I just just set my pitching rotation. Frank Howard is my uh, he's going to be kind of my anchor in the, in the bullpen. Nice. You have, to, you have to keep us up on your strat league, Jim. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I mean listen, it's been good, and and it. And I guess we're hearing some exciting things. Like it sounds like Birdie may even come back this year. Like if, if Birdie comes back this year, maybe throws a few innings, kind of to show that he that he's healthy would be nice. He's so, he's still someone where like God, he, his his stuff is just so crazy good, and uh, you just you, you just want him to to stay healthy because he's got that just elite stuff, um, right? So it'd be nice to see him come back. It really would. And it just like, again, it's crazy how like you said he's going to come back this year. Potentially. It's like how, how he's been escaping some of these major injuries right now, these past few years. I mean, last year you saw him go down and I mean, it's still a major injury, but I was looking at that almost like career ending. Like this guy's never going to pitch again. Mm-hmm. He loses a rib, you know, to come back, yeah. you know, you see he gets injured this year and you think once again, like, Oh my God, it's done. It's Tommy John for sure. He's and now he's potentially coming back to end this year. Like, I'm so rooting for this kid, this guy, whatever you want to call him. I mean, he's like 90 years old now, but still like Rule 5 eligible and all this. Yeah, I yeah. just – like how you talk about Hartlieb, I, I don't know if this guy's truly a good guy. I don't know him that well. Not that I know Hartlieb that well either, but, you know, you know some stories behind the scenes about Hartlieb and such. I don't know too much about Birdie, but he just seems like a good guy. You know, and obviously he's determined and he has a great work ethic because it seems like he's always coming back from an injury and he always comes back looking just as good as ever. So I'm with you. Like if this guy can come back and pitch at the end of the season, what a big win for him for one. And, you know, on a smaller scale for the Pirates, what a big win because he escaped another major injury. And now we can look forward to him again, hopefully, you know, next year to the season because we know the stuff that he has. And you are absolutely correct. I mean, his stuff is filthy. And he is just like an elite closer in the waiting. Yeah, I mean, it just comes down to he just has to be able to to be out there. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, bullpen, bullpen looks good. 
Man, I, 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 no complaints. Nevroskis is is pretty much the the weak link right now, but I also understand you know, he, no options. This is a weird year. This is kind of like I feel like his last shot. You know, like yeah. next year if you know if he you know, he he could very easily be that odd man out next year and get DFA'd. And so, so I'm I'm okay with the stuff is there with him so like it's just a matter of him putting it together so i'm fine with him being on the team um but yeah other than him everybody's been been performing pretty well you're right and and just kind of piggy off of that too because i know there's a lot of people are like you know the god dfa this guy and i mean i'm with you like if we were a competitive team you're looking for an upgrade but for one we're not for two everyone's kind of playing for a job next year honestly i mean even this (laughs) I say loosely, the stars of the team, the Josh Bells, whomever, right? Like everyone is mm-hmm. playing for a spot because it's not as if Josh Bell is going to get DFA'd, but we don't know what direction this team's going. We don't know who's going to stay, who's going to get traded. So everyone is technically playing for a spot. Um, it's a tryout year for the sense. The record doesn't truly matter, although most people want to see it the worst in MLB. And right now they're not trending that way, Jim. They're kind of winning some games enough to – Get outside of the top three picks, I'll put it. But I think what's most important right now is just the fact of having arms. You know, like, like even the trade we talked about with with former was more or less just set up them for possibly having a trade deadline move or two and having an arm there to fill in because every team right now is searching for a healthy arm to use. And honestly, that's what Nevoroskis presents. Like he is an arm, so that's why he's going to be on the team right now. Uh, so I, I don't hate it. I, I don't think it's wise, but also it doesn't matter this year. And, and that's why he's there. And I'm all for it too. Now the situations he's used in, that's more probably on Shelton than anything, but him being in this bullpen, I could care less right now. I don't see it next year though. That's for sure. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Like there's, there's, unless he just turns it on here in the next few weeks and figures it out, which he has shown over the course of our, our time knowing Nevoraskis that he, I don't think he's capable of being a major league pitcher. Yeah. So unless it's something just finally clicks and he's able to do that, you know, maybe something different there, but yeah, as of right now, he's just not, he's not a major league pitcher. No, <laughs> no. All right. So let's move off of the bullpen a little bit here. Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, so they they played the White Sox last night. What a fun game that was. I mean, it looked like it was going the typical pirate way. I mean, it's the White Sox. We know they can put up runs. Quickly it got what three three nothing or was it three to one? I think it was three nothing. It was three nothing, yeah. And yeah, I mean, I just thought, you know, hey, it is what it is. We're in for another pirate game. But no, the pirates, they battled Jim, the battling Buckos. I mean, I think you can say at least this, they they don't they don't quit, and it seems like every seventh, eighth, ninth, any one of those they're still scoring runs at some point. Um, they, and in some degree, they make the game somewhat exciting because they seem to come back at times. Last night was one of them. They came back in a big way, and they actually ended up winning the game. Yeah, so I didn't get to watch the whole game. I watched the beginning of it. And then I, you know, I, I watched the highlights, but uh, you knew that the first off, it was good to see Musgrove back, and he looked very good. Yeah, so that was that was a cool, that was a good thing to see. But um, at the, the same time, forward, I just want to say at the same yeah. time with that, like I've seen this from Musgrove. You know, like yeah. I've seen that pitcher. What I want to see mm-hmm. is more consistency. But it was nice, like you said, that he coming back from his injury, he did show this. So like it's, we see at least he's back in that sense. Yeah, I mean, it was it was nice to at least see him there and, and pitching well. Um, but you know, you know, this White Sox lineup is just so dangerous. At, at some point, you know, they were gonna they were gonna strike, and so yesterday it was Grandal who who hit a two run home run. Um, with with this White Sox team, a lot of it is just you guys got to try to keep them off the base, like because at some point, if you start putting people on those base paths you're going to give up a multi-run home run. Like it's, it's just going to happen against these guys. Right. I mean, you look at this lineup and it's, you look at the OPSs of this lineup and you're like, um, but no, the Musgrave looked good. 
from a, from an offensive standpoint, um, it looks like Josh Bell actually had a decent second half of the game. I know I was just <laughs> ripping on him the first few innings. Right. I don't know what he was doing on first base a couple times, and um, he, you know he again looked lost at the plate. But it looks like he had some some good at bats there to end the game. Um, how about keep Brian Hayes? Another trip. I mean, gosh, like it's been a week now. The guy has almost twelve hundred OPS. So I mean, it's it's. It's crazy to think about this, but I, and I actually put this out on Sunday again. But you know, the one thing that we were all worried about was, you know, yeah, the glove's going to play, but what about the bat? Mm-hmm. And I mean, up to this point, he has more than held his own at the plate. Um, and what has been the most striking thing for me? is the exit velocity like he's he has been really good um when he when he's making contact he is hitting the ball hard he's averaging right now uh a 96.7 exit velocity which would put him number one which would well it's number two now barely barely reach past him but you know he's up there with Tatis and Soto and like so obviously this is over 12 batted balls so we're we're talking a pretty small sample size but up to this point he's shown that that he can hit the ball hard uh which which has been great to see um because then now it just comes down to hey you just got to work on putting in the air a little bit more um so so yeah, okay, Brian Hayes has been has been really good. He's kind of injected some life into this team. From a uh, from a Fangraphs WAR standpoint, he's been the fourth plus best player on the Pirates this season. <laughs> so, and that he's only played six games. Um, Moran keeps hitting. Gonzalez is kind of um, you know he went through that big slump you know over the last two weeks or so, but he's kind of gotten a little bit back on track. And Stallings just keeps hitting. <laughs> Somehow or another. I mean, he's just yeah. he's just continuing that batted profile that doesn't make sense, but right. it keeps happening. And I, and I joked yeah. about like yeah, just to kind of put on that. Yeah, I mean, it's mm-hmm. like become his trademark hit, I feel. That little soft liner into right field that just drops between like the first baseman and the right fielder. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like that's yeah, now I the mean, Stallings was- hit. Like yesterday, that double and that kind of set up that set up a big eighth inning. Jacob Stallings double eighty one miles per hour off the bat double <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, the the Stallings special, the little bloop over the first baseman that that falls in for a double. Hey, whatever, I'll take it. He's, Absolutely, uh, he's been he's been doing great. Um, yeah, so it, it, it was it was a fun game yesterday. I wish I would have been able to catch the whole thing. And I just want to point up too, like think about Hayes, you know, I mean, you're absolutely correct. You know, it was the bat that we were leery on. We know the gloves there. If the bat can come out, you know, NS9 Live is all about what type of player and what type of production could we get out of Brian Hayes if it's this profile or that profile, you know, and he's done nothing but show that the, the bat's there. Yes, it's small sample size. That's all we have to go off of. But in that small sample, we see it's not smoke and mirror it's not like a, a stallings right he doesn't have a 1200 ops because he's getting hit you know he's he's hitting 80 miles an hour off the bat and getting a bloop double you know like he's hitting the ball hard but also what i want to say is what's and I maybe get your viewpoint on this if it's surprising you did you know he was this fast were you expecting this uh, type of speed from hayes <laughs> So, so yeah, I mean, I've, I've watched him play in person a few times, so I've, I've been able to see that, but yeah, he's, I mean, he's, he's still super young. Um, he's an athletic, he's, an, he's a very athletic guy. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, I mean, I knew he was fast. Um, the, the triples that he's hit has been, have been you know, also very well placed, but right. yeah, he's, he's been really good. Like, but even like, even, you know, that, time he scored from home you know from third base when he just mm-hmm. put on the yep. burner so you know i mean i know he's athletic and i think a lot of people around pittsburgh same thing like he's he's an athletic person but 
he's really this dude is a burner. Yeah. <laughs> he is oh, yeah, really, he is. really fast. And it's almost and it's funny because like like for instance, Newman's double last night. You know, got the 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 gears turned a little bit in my head, and it just, you laugh because like Newman isn't known for power, but really his speed is going to give him air quotes power, right? Like that double wasn't because he hit the ball so well, it's because he was so fast and right. turned this bloop into a double. And it's like maybe that's kind of Cabrian Hayes to a degree, like maybe his power isn't totally there, but it's his speed that's going to turn into power numbers. Like maybe he is going to be able to stretch out a lot of doubles that were really singles. And as we've seen, stretch out a lot of doubles into triples right now. So maybe his power, air quotes, is going to come from his speed a little bit younger. And then if he does fill out, right, if he does get some of mama's cooking, as Charles liked to put it, and fills out to that body, he can hit maybe 15 to 20 home runs in the power come a legitimate way. But that's kind of what I'm seeing right now. Like, he's a lot faster than I think I even anticipated. I knew he was athletic. I knew he, you know, he had some speed for, for a third baseman. But right now I'm looking at it as it's not even for a third baseman. Like, this guy has some legit speed right now. Yeah. No, if you look at his minor league numbers, too, you, know, you can kind of look at the, the speed has helped his power numbers. 30, 30 doubles last year in AAA, 31 doubles at Altoona the year before that seven triples in high A, seven triples in Altoona. So he's he, he's getting some extra base hits by, you know, by, by stretching either singles into doubles or doubles into triples. Um, so, yeah, now it's just a matter of, hey, can he, can he hit the ball over the fence a little bit more? I mean, I'm not complaining with what he's doing right now. Right. And he does have one home run, so that's nice. But, yeah, if, if some of those – singles if the singles start turning into doubles and the doubles start turning into home runs then you're looking you're looking at a pretty special player that it it's going to be fun watching him develop again i would have just loved he's like the one guy where i would have just loved for there to have been a triple a season because Mm -hmm. like i said because there was no minor leagues this year you know we didn't really even see any of this coming um you know whereas maybe had there been a triple a season and he played games you know in indianapolis we would be able to tell okay maybe cabrian hayes has figured this out so right now it's still like we we still don't know who he is yet because of that so just somebody somebody to watch and and see how he finishes off the year because so far so good i don't don't think he could have asked for a better first week in the majors no I couldn't have asked for a better one. <laughs> uh, that's for sure. Uh, so I think lastly here too, uh, something I just want to talk, you know, we talk about the winning ways. You know, as I mentioned, they've won seven of like the last 15. It's not that they're out there tearing it up, of course, but they're playing better ball. And we talked about, you know, the the early struggles and especially the bullpen, which obviously made them a lot worse than what they were. So now over this stretch, we've seen, I think, like a tale of two teams almost to a degree. You know, are the Pirates really as bad as the record showed? Or was it just a lot of really, really early miscues and put them in, buried them, I should say. And it's like such a deep hole, you know, because with that said, we also know like Josh Bell is not going to be this bad. I hope at least. Um, is this maybe a little bit better team than they're getting credit for right now? And maybe there's a little more hope going into next year. Um, so I think they're I think they're better than like their 14 and 26 record, right? And we we've kind of been saying we were saying that all the way this year. Like you know. I think all of us predicted somewhere in the 60 win season between 25 to 27 wins. Right. Um, which still obviously isn't great, but I think that's kind of who they are. Like, I think they're more like a 440 to 450, 460 win percentage team. They're not, they're not this bad. Um, and then it's, I think this team that we're seeing now is kind of more who they are. And then still Josh Bell hasn't figured it out. Brian Reynolds still hasn't figured it out. You see Frazier now starting to hit a little bit, which is, which is good to see. 11 game uh, history. Still, yeah. There's still, still a few people though, that just 
they're, they haven't, they, they just haven't started hitting yet. Um, but no, I, I think, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about like our chances next year. Like, I don't think, I don't think this is a team that's, that's ready to compete yet unless they, they stick with this eight playoff thing. Right. <laughs> if that's the case, if that's the case, then everybody um, is, is, is in it really. Um, but I don't think this team is, is ready to be you know, competitive for, for any kind of championship or anything like that for, for a couple year, for a couple years. I think that's fair. Um, so I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not saying like this last week or two has, has really changed my outlook on the immediate future, but I, I think what you're seeing is there, this isn't like the worst team in baseball history. Right. So like they were, they were, they were on a pace. I think it was, it was an NS nine live that Tyler and I were doing where like over the course of a year, you know, they would have, they would have lost like 130 games. That's the, so, so they're not, they're not that bad. They're they're not a good team still by any stretch, but they're not they're not historically bad. They're not historically <laughs> that's good. Bad. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> you're helping us out. <laughs> that's that's good to hear. <laughs> yeah. and, and I'm with you. Like I don't think they're going to be competitive next year, but I, I will say I think a lot of people are like severely down on the Pirates right now, which is warranted because of the record the way they have been playing. But I mean, there was I think a reason a lot of us, like you mentioned, we knew they were not going to be good. And predicted like around the twenty three to twenty six, you know that like that range, you know, like they're going to be under five hundred, but not a dumpster fire. And unfortunately, they've been the dumpster fire. So I think this is maybe helping normalize the show that they're not good, but like you said, like they're not historically bad. Either. Like they're not as complete dumpster fire. They're probably not the worst baseball team in baseball as they've clearly shown. And right now, they're they're proving that they're they're not which is kind of unfortunate that what we wanted to happen, you know, with the high draft pick. So yeah. And I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of moves next year as well. So it might not be the same team and they're probably not going to try to compete in that sense. But yes, I think there is a little more competitive side to this team. They're kind of showing a little bit, you know, seven, the last 15 under 500, but they're in games and they're winning some a lot more than normal. Um, but I think to wrap this up, my last thing, and you did bring it up with Josh Bell, uh, Brian Hayes gets the call up, right? It's another corner out infielder, right? Obviously a good glove, right? It's what he's known for. It's a third base hot corner, which by the way, him and Eric Gonzalez over there could be very, very nice defensively. Uh, even if he does steal balls away from Eric Gonzalez, which I really liked last night. Good for good for the young man. You know, this is my spot. There's a whole infield is mine, good Brian Hayes. Um, but like, so he comes up and you just assume. All right, so Cabrian's going to play third. Moran's going to play first. Bell's going to DH. All three were in the game last night, and yet Bell was still playing first base. Is this at this point now just awful and done? Are, are we, should we be completely over with Josh Bell being a first baseman? Yeah. No, I mean, he's, he is. He's terrible. And I know it's hard to say that, but he is every time that he's out there, he gets noticed and really first baseman shouldn't ever be getting noticed. You know, their, their job is pretty simple. They're, they're like the <laughs> offensive linemen of the NFL, you know, like when you don't hear the name, yeah. they're doing a good job. Yeah. It, it's one of those things where if there's a ground ball to anybody in the infield, just cover the base and that's all you gotta do. Um, <laughs> Like, uh, not not a whole lot, you know. Other than that, um, but he is, make it sound so proven, simple, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the. Uh, I said the other day that he's the worst first baseman that I've ever seen, and then some people were like, "Well, what about Pedro?" And I don't. know. The thing with Pedro is, it was really just his arm was just really, really bad. I know that his like last year with the pirates was just a complete and utter disaster all around. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, Pedro's first few years was actually like a league average third baseman until something just happened and he forgot how to throw the ball to first. Um, and then when he went to first, he just never really made the adjustment. Right. But it's just, but isn't right that now, telling 
Yeah. I, I wonder, so, were we really trying to compare Bell to Pedro as if, well, no, he's, he's yeah. better than Pedro, <laughs> as if that's like an honor? Yeah, so we're talking about a guy who's literally out of baseball right now. Yeah, and I think you actually have to almost start worrying now because this is this is now. I mean, if you look at Bell's second half of last year, it was not good. Right. You look at everything, again, everything up to this point, and it's not been good. You just can't. You can't have somebody on your team a first baseman or a designated hitter who's going to be, he's been, he's been worthless. He's been, if anything, he's actually been a super liability on this team. He's, you know, from a wins above replacement standpoint, he's been the worst player on this team. Yes. Um, And you, he's your number four hitter. And like the guy who you're kind of banking on to be that face of the franchise. Um, So it's, it's really hard to see because he's someone that the pirates just need. He needs to perform and whether or not it's because if you want to have a competitive team, it's going to require you to have that middle of the lineup hitter, like a Josh bell, like Mm -hmm. that's going to be a requirement. Mm -hmm. But also if you're, if you're looking to, if you are looking to rebuild this and, and kind of start from scratch, Josh bell's a guy who, you need him to perform so that you can then trade him for pieces down the road. Cause he's some, he's a Scott Boris client, right? So he's not somebody who's going to be in this, this team's long-term future. Probably who knows, maybe now we'll be able to afford him because he's so bad. Um, <laughs> but are you willing so, to buy Josh Bell right now? <laughs> yeah. Right. No. So like no one, you're not going to, like, I know people are like, this is a perfect time to give Bell an extension because you know, he probably would just take anything, but it's, I don't know. I don't know, Donardo. I don't know if he, I, you got to hope that he, he's shown it. So like at some point you got to hope that it comes back, but he has been completely lost this year. And I think that's where I stand. I mean, I think we've seen enough of first base to understand that, like you said, he's terrible. And this isn't just, I guess us going Tyler and just saying he sucks to say he sucks, you know, like he actually sucks and he actually is terrible. And that's true to my heart analysis. He is a terrible first baseman defensively. And I can only imagine and think, and I'm not trying to correlate the two and say, this is why, but that's gotta be in his head. Like, like to me too, like thinking this long-term wise, he is bad, and he's a liability for us to be on first. So we should move him because that makes sense. But also in the same sense, if I keep putting him out there on first base, I, I can't imagine it not being in his head right now. It has to be. And if it's in his head, can that be lingering on to the offensive woes? I mean, is he just thinking? Is he just so down and trying to improve on this defense that – that's why the, the bat isn't totally there. That's why you see these inconsistencies. I mean, he also has been inconsistent over his career, so that's why maybe not as much, but he's never been this bad, I think, for this long. And I just feel like it's good for the team because he's a liability to get him off first base, but maybe this is also a good way of getting Josh Bell back on track because all he has to do is focus on hitting now. Like You're just a hitter. Just go out there and hit. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about first base. Take it off your mind. It's off your plate. You're done with it. And now he can focus on being a hitter and being the best version of himself. You know, we're talking about Oscar Marine coming in. He's going to help these pitchers because he's going to make them the best versions of themselves. Maybe this is not his profile. We can understand it. And we can make Josh Bell the best version of himself. Get him out there and just let him hit 40 bombs and hit 280 and be that guy again, hopefully. And let him do his thing because this isn't working out. And you have Brian Hayes here. You have Moran, who can't catch a pop-up, but it's not any worse than Josh Bell. It's an upgrade. Like He at least is able to hold first base down to a degree. Just let that happen. Take DH. Call it a day. Yeah, and I think the DH is here to stay, I think. This isn't going to be a one-year thing. So, and and I guess I can kind of see... Until the DH is actually like in the rule book as, you know, it is going to be in the National League. 
I guess I could see, you know, still work him out at first base because, you know, there, there's no such thing as a DH really in this league. But like once that DH happens, like there's, yeah, there's no reason to put him on first. He's, 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 and this isn't like being a subjective thing. Like he is objectively a terrible first baseman. Right. All, all the numbers show it. Every time you see him out there, he's doing something. He, he can't throw a baseball. Like he literally can't throw a baseball. He is a baseball player and he can't throw a baseball. Yeah, so. I, I'm laughing here, but because it's true. <laughs> yeah, like he he can't actually do it. Like he he can't do it. Um, he has no business being on a baseball field. <laughs> on, on like it is not. He's no business defensively. Yes, defensively and offensively right now. Well, yeah. <laughs> that part too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think we agree. And, and, you know, you make a good point. There's the ration behind it. And I, to a degree, I get it. I believe you believe, and I think a lot of people in baseball believe the DH is here to stay. But I guess until that's official, you don't know. And Josh Bell has to you know, be in the lineup at some house. You're either trading him or you're playing at first base. I, I guess I get that to a degree as well. Um, so I really, I guess it comes down to we need to – a decision quickly on this DH for Josh Bell's sake. Right. All right. Sounds good. All right. So we good there. We want to wrap this up. Anything else you want to say? I think that's it. Let's wrap it up. Um, Pirates going for the two game sweep of the White Sox tonight. And uh, I think we got, who do we have this weekend? The Royals. The Royals this weekend. Could get a few more wins. That'll be a big, that'll be a big series for that. Uh, the draft position. Yes. <laughs> oh man. Yes, it will be. All right. Well, until tomorrow night, Thursday, and it's not live. We'll be back. We will see you then. Bye-bye. See you.